Frank Ragnar. I'm going right to Frank Ragnar. You're Frank. there. <laughs> I'm going right to Frank Ragnar. He's the best lion of all time. <laughs> well, no. I mean, Scotty Mitchell, Barry Sp- Sanders. Herman Moore. Who was the other guy, though? Who was the, the, guy, other who's the guy that just... Billy Sims. Billy Sims. No, who is the receiver? Who's, no, who's the guy that just made the all-defensive... Calvin Johnson. Team. Megatron. The, the night, Dick Night Train Lane. Well, I train lane. Frank in a Ragnar. in a three nine and one season, I would say he's one of the standouts on the team. I mean, you look at the Lions; they have so their receiving core. Kenny Galladay is like he's good, seven feet tall. He looks like he's just a monster. They've got some other guys that are pretty solid. Marvin Jones, the tens or okay. something. A couple other guys. They're tight ends with uh, Jesse James and T.J. Hawkinson if he's ever healthy. He's got. They've got weapons. Problem is, they, they just have not had a running back since Barry Sanders. No. Uh, I mean, with oh, Matthew Stafford, Detroit no. was absolutely painful. When you're starting an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback. You, it's trouble. Ninety-eight yards after three quarters. <laughs> and the de- and the defense is uh, they they just don't give up big plays, and so you're let, you're on your defense is on the field the entire time. So. Oh, Ragnall's, Ragnall's a good, solid uh, lineman that's going to get paid here in a couple of years by probably somebody else. <laughs> but uh, that's always a fun experience, and Minnesota Vikings are well on their way to a wild card spot. You got them? Well, I mean, are Ram, they? The Rams are, are coming. Rams are coming. Well, that free agent quarterback is going to have to beat Green Bay in the last week for the Vikings to have a shot at the division. Unless the Bears do it this week. Bears could beat them this week. Unless the Bears do it. Packers have not looked great. And that means we can't stumble either, though. Vikings are a different team. We can't stumble against a San Diego team that's got nothing to play for. San Diego's. West Coast games are always tricky, and San Diego's got enough talent that they could. They dominated Green Bay when they were out there, and enough. They had a talent where they could, it wouldn't be a shock oh. for San Diego, San Diego, L.A. to win that game. Every game is lost <laughs> by seven or less for them. There'll be more Vikings fans at that stadium yes, than there'll be Charger there. fans. When's the last Viking win on grass? Who still has grass? San Diego. L.A. L.A. Probably when they beat Green Bay a couple years ago. <clears> or Chicago. Well, they never beat Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. How many grass fields are there? How, they've there. only won. They've only won three games in a row this year. Is the Giants uh, field? Giants That's turf. turf. They lost at KC, which is grass. They, is grass grass? Is KC grass? Yeah. Yeah. KC. They won at Dallas, which is turf, obviously. And who else did they play on the road? Washington. Seattle. Seattle. No, they lost to them. They won. They won three games on the road. The Rams still got. Six, the Rams still got to beat San Francisco, and San Francisco have a shot. To well, get they the beat. Card. They've lost. So to Green Bay, Chicago, and Seattle on the road, and Kansas City on the road. That's I mean, the bear. The beat. Bears could technically, if the Bears somehow find a way to beat <clears throat> Green Bay, and then. Get get one and one or one game behind us going to the last week. Well, then they'll have that have the tiebreaker if they beat us because they'll have beaten us twice. Yeah. Right. And the Rams have the tiebreaker based on common opponents. So 
You need the Rams to lose once to Dallas or to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Or you just can't squat. Well, I mean, or you just don't lose. Yeah, what if you lose to San Diego and Green Bay? And you need help. Then, yeah, well, then, then, you're, then, you're, then, you need, then you need, uh, then you're in trouble. Or you move to the NFC East. And you're hosting the game. <laughs> Does anybody want to win that division? Well, San Francisco beating New Orleans, I think it assures us that no matter what, we're going to be the sixth seed. Right? I mean, they well, we can win out, and then we could be the... Win out, you'd be the three you could be the three Oh, yeah, if we, if, if we win the division. But Green yeah. Bay is going to have to really fart that away. Got they got home the yeah. Bears at home, and they got a Detroit, yeah, and then Vikings, us. Yeah, so. And that Vikings game, it's as long as they win the other two, is meaningless. To Bears me. are playing better. The Bears are playing better, but and it's a you know and a good rivalry. Green Bay's beating the Giants and Redskins by the, you know by slim margins the last couple weeks. Now is that like the like the Vikings beating the Lions? You just do enough sometimes. Uh, the only way Vikings were going to lose to Detroit if they were to turn the ball oh, over six God. times. They could have just correct. It was over when it was seven nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, question for you guys: On the heels of uh, Saint Cloud State and Crookston dropping their football programs, yeah, yesterday. What Todd Bauman say about that? He doesn't like it. Yeah, he doesn't like <laughs> it. He might. Well, he's not a coach. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job now, so. He's not a coach of Buffalo anymore. Um. Two questions. How on earth does St. Cloud State not have football? Kirkston, you know, Kirkston made the big mistake by joining the Division Two instead of staying at NAIA where they wouldn't have had to give them so many scholarship dollars and stuff. But St. Cloud State, which dropped track and field a couple years ago, now is dropping football. How is St. Cloud State in that bad a financial state where... Well, they had... Is it financially or is it no, also they, numbers? They've got two issues. they got... Finances and Title Nine. They got ding for Title Nine, so. But that I mean that seems to be a weird way to solve that. Well, is any time a school gets ding for Title Nine, they look at the biggest program yeah. to solve it. That's football. That's but that's their money maker, isn't it? I maybe not. Not, not, not recently. Not maybe hockey up not, there is. Yeah, hockey clearly is their number one. But it all comes to the administration wasn't invested. It hasn't been invested in St. Cloud no. athletics for. Twenty years. Look at Mankato and UMD. Their administrations are invested, and they're having. Mankato's having the best season, fall season they've ever had. Yeah, this year. And UMD's athletic department is turning out winners at every just about every program. So, if your administration is invested, you can have success. But if your administration treats it as a afterthought for the school, it'll be tough for anybody to have success. It just makes me think. How does a state like Iowa, hi, I'm in Iowa, have four Division One programs, schools, yada, yada, and outside of hockey, Minnesota has one. I mean, South Dakota, Augustana's got to make the jump to Division One. South good? Dakota will have three, three Division Ones. Minnesota will have one. Now, I know St. Thomas. Well, Wisconsin's, Thomas. Got, Wisconsin's got three. If you can, Green Bay. Green Bay, Milwaukee, Marquette, Milwaukee. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They have four they have basketball. Four basketball. They've got one. Football. One football. Program. Yes. Iowa's got two, three. Three. Northern Iowa. Iowa. Drake. Drake's Division One. And football. They're, they're, it's a different. Yeah, they're F, FCS or whatever, FDS, whatever. But still, it's 
it's Division One. We don't. I've always wondered that too. I mean, you outside of hockey, I mean, we've got one basically one D one. Well, that's why I say Thomas going to D one. Well, they'll be a huge success. Yeah. They'll grab everyone the Gophers don't get, yep. and they'll have success in the Summit League, and it's going. St. Thomas going to Division One will hurt the Dakota schools because everyone sure. that went up there to play for North Dakota or South Dakota will. Yeah. Stay in St. Thomas. One will snipe a kid like Christian Vesser. Like, instead of him going to, like, one of the better D2 schools, he'll end up going to, like, a D1 St. Thomas. When are they so making that move? Well, it's still up in the air. They're supposed to go to Division 2 first, but they're asking for an exemption to jump all the way up to Division 1. So it's supposed to be, like, a 10, 15-year process to go from Division 3 to Division 1. But And they're going to be, are they gonna be they're, the same in football like North Dakota where they're... They're going to go D1 into everything. D1? Double-A in football and Division One. Yeah. And Where are they? What, and they're going to be in the Summit League for Summit basketball? League with the Dakotas yep. and Missouri. Yep. Not Missouri, but Missouri Valley State. Yeah, and there's some travel in that. Because there's some West Coast. University of St. Thomas. Yeah, so. Wow. Obviously, we'll have to build some. Uh, they haven't even asked me for any money either. <laughs> they don't need your money. <laughs> I would they want give real money. Yeah, I don't, well, I can't give him any money, but I went there. Class of 1993? I don't even remember. 94. <laughs> I was one year off. I think. God, I was in seventh grade. Down the block. You were Nativity. down the block, yeah. Nativity. You're probably I hung out on Goodrich and Creighton uh, in that year. I can't remember the coaches, good time. the basketball coach's name back then. The power? There was some guy. The football coach was a guy that used Stevie to create Fritz. 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 And then there was a guy. The football coach was a guy that used to used to coach at Creighton. Cal. No. Oh well, Denny came over and for Scanlon. baseball. Scanlon. It was Scanlon. It was his dad, Mal. 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 Mal Scanlon. I went to those back. I went to Schoenicker Arena for things back in the day. I think they even had a wrestling program that that that, at that time, and Marty uh, or Gordy Morgan uh, was um, one of the assistants. Tanner Morgan's grandpa. Gordy Morgan, no, well Morgan, you know Marty Morgan, the Morgan, the Morgan Morgan family, the Morgan clan, the Olympic. Gordy Morgan was in the Olympics. Eden Prairie wrestled Centennial last week, and Centennial had AJ Robinson listed as an assistant. AJ and then Jay? I, no, it was, was it? it was Jay, but I don't know if it was the Jay Robinson. Oh, Jay Robinson. I thought you said A. I thought you said A. Jay. Jay Robinson. Yeah, saying. I thought AJ. I don't know who it is. Well, who else lists himself as J. Robinson? Maybe Apple Valley should go for him. Re, re, get back. <laughs> get on the rise. Burnsville scored 25 wrestling points against Apple Valley. Probably probably over 25 points in the 30 previous duel meets against them. Probably, probably the 100 previous <laughs> duel meets. <laughs> yeah, 25. That means they and they only won like five matches, so they had like three or four. When's the Apple, Apple, Apple Valley has been four pins and gotten pinned three times in a match? Apple Valley lost to Anoka to open the season in wrestling, so it tells you where that program Anoka's no, good. Anoka's been good. But. Just tells you where Apple Valley's going. Probably didn't say anything to say last year on this podcast that this was the end of Apple Valley right here. The end yes, is yeah. the end is here. Yeah. Yeah. They might not even be the second best. They're not. Probably New Prague's probably better, right? Oh yeah. In that section. Apple Valley ranked higher. Get 
the four seed in that section. Behind. Depending who? on who wins the parlay, Apple Valley do. They'd win section two. Or section six. Man, that might. Yeah, that would. pretty good. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> they would win. Yeah. Who finished the second in section six, Danny? Ian Prairie. Ian mean, Prairie. Doc and Chaska Chan are pretty Ian Prairie's got some pretty good young wrestlers now. That's good. Oh. No rankings, boys. No Be rankings different. for what? No rankings. They're brothers that were on the team last year. They've been on the team for like 10 years, I swear. Those guys have been around. Well, what, um, <sighs> who's the next head coach for Minnetonka? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Nelson retired, officially retired. I mean, he, I love the quote where he said, I thought about, I thought about retiring after last season. Decided to have one more year go When you go on nine, yeah, you definitely think, man, I should have probably, you know, um, it, the writing's been on the wall. I mean, it's it's a diff, it's a different game now than it was, you know, 25, 30 years ago, and uh, it, it it's just an absolute grind and um, numbers. It's a numbers game, and you know, Scott, when, when, how is he a problem? I don't know, but when I got the the preview section, he said we lack depth, and I said what? Minnetonk is one of the two, three biggest schools in the state. If they lack depth, that's not a good thing, and it, it showed throughout the season. They had no, they, they just didn't. They just didn't. You know what's what weird about them is you always look. From what I remember, they always seem to play good defense. Yes. Outside of this last quarterback, I always felt like they never had a like an elite guy outside of the last kid that they just yeah had. Severson was Severson was yeah, yeah outside of him he was good. And when is when have they ever had one of these bell cow running backs? Yeah. They never seem to have a guy. It seems like they, they're at, their athletes just they just produce athletes that you thought they produce like linebackers and D backs. Maybe yeah. they just never have an elite. No. I, I mean, elite running back with all the kids that they have. The best running back they've had in my time, numbers wise, started on JV as a junior, and I think it was like uh, boy Adam something Wilkinson something like that. Um, he he had a great senior year. And that was the year they made the prep bowl. But he came from nowhere. You know, and he was a good back, but he was more that he could just run 30 times in a game. They've had, they've had. you're right, special. Like, they've had some good wide receivers. Yeah, they've had but wide receivers. pretty mediocre quarterbacks. And uh, running Or they just have not had, they've not been able to develop those guys um, for one reason or another. And if you, don't have a, if you don't have a mobile quarterback who can run and you don't have a running back... You're not going to win a lot of games. You have to have one of the two. When they won the state championship, do you remember who did they have a? It was John Hopkins. Yeah. And and Jesse, uh, Nelson. Jesse Nelson. Jesse Nelson was the quarterback, Dave's son. So, but yes, that that I mean that's honestly. I mean Hopkins, I think had like 250 yards in the title game. Yeah. They played Hopkins. No, his, his, his name is oh. <laughs> the guy's name. <laughs> wow, Hopkins! I didn't know they, were... they actually played boys out. Oh, the conference versus like. So the money's on Ash. The money's on Ash. No, that's my. That's so. What about a son? I mean, I mean that's the one tricky thing about Minnetonka. They have so many of their assistants are in the are teachers, yes. which is. Unique to most programs. Yes. So, I mean, unless they're not, all of them are done. I mean, a new guys. You would think it would come from one of those people. 
Well, Mike Grant looking for a new start. We know <laughs> what we know about Minnetonka. They love to bring in guys or gals high profile. High profile. You look at the last couple high hires. Bryce Tesdell only been coaching four years, but has won like eighty plus games. Maybe it's Bob. Big. Maybe it's Tyler Krebs. Maybe it's Bowman. Maybe it's Bowman. Maybe it's Krebs. Yes. It doesn't Nothing. matter. Uh, I think they would. They wouldn't care about Krebs' past. <laughs> <laughs> I just they, think they like. They like to hire they like proven to people. They love to make the splash. Um, I, I apparently nobody's on board with my take. I, you know, on Twitter, I, I don't get it. Like this guy won multiple titles with Mankato West. He took them to uh, the state tournament like ten years in a row, or some ridiculous like nine out of ten years. No, they hired him he's, as assistant. He's an inv- uh, innovative guy. Like, I mean, when Mankato West, I mean, he came into the program, they were like two and six. And all of a sudden he said, okay, let's spread them out. And when they were, you know, they were as good. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. Yeah, Mankato, producing, he was producing look at, quarterbacks. Look at Mankato West quarterbacks over the years. Philip Nelson. He wasn't stupid. Could have been a really, really good talent. I mean, Zach Annett's dad was only there for like one year. And then he went to IMG Academy. He's the backup quarterback for the, uh, the Gophers. Might have been the starting quarterback as a walk-on. Uh, before then, it started with Dan Dobson. He played at Minnesota Duluth. Ray Teachout went to Mankato before falling out. There's other guys uh, that they've had, too, that just really good quarterbacks that have gone on to the next level. And you're going, So they've had a ton of wide receivers going. They, they're specialty guys. They're really, really good at that. And, um, you know, Ash was really out in front of that spread offense in the in the mid-2000s. Uh, and that's why they had a lot of success. In yeah, but spread offense seems like it's going away. It is. And so, but, so, and because I know Mankato, or Mankato, Minnesota, Minnetonka, <laughs> there we go, got it right. They, they've tried it. They've tried the whole 3-4 wide receiver set, single back. So maybe Ash goes, okay, now we've got to tailor to, i got to tailor some kind of offense. The one thing Mankato West always did, though, they always stayed true to their run. They would kill you with a run because they would put four guys out. You'd get sucked in to trying to stop the pass so much, and they'd get you with a you know a draw or something like that. So, um, from what I've seen over the years, he's a really good coach, and there's a reason why you bring a guy like that onto the staff, right? I mean, it's not like you go, "Hey, I'm going to bring this proven winner on to be uh, the running backs coach for the next ten years." Lambert Brown was brought in to Wyzetta. <coughs> From an AD job at Maple Grove, because Brad Anderson knew that that was his last year, and then they would just roll right into Lambert. I just felt like, hey, that's maybe what they're thinking with Mark Ash. Maybe, maybe not. I think he's the obvious choice, and I'd be surprised if they didn't go someplace else. Yeah, but open that position up, and they'll get a hundred applicants. They will get a lot for it. So, and they'll hire yeah. some. And they'll hire somebody that we all know. It might come from a winner over, I don't know, maybe south or west, not east. But it could, it, it, it could be My anybody, guess is you know? they'll probably hire the, the, guy, the guy who has the biggest name or do that something. Like a Todd Bauman would be a big. Top, yeah. what a, so, they, like, they could not a bad drive from Buffalo. You see Todd Bauman doing that? No. No. Well, he's he's gonna gonna he wants to watch Iowa, this kid play he's Iowa. He's staying aimed watching his son on Everyone the doctor uh, writes up check. 
the wrong amount of time football, you see that check, you might think differently. You can get Saturdays off. High school football. Let's have an assistance run film on That's Saturday right. morning. You could you could still do your film Saturday morning and be on the road to Ames by ten o'clock. Perfect. Play at eleven. Probably play at five. Too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what I, I wonder if Krebs will even apply. He probably, probably has to take a year away before anyone touches him again. And we have to, the investigation has to come out and see what he actually comes with that. Yeah, just open up. Just tell him what you did, and then just say, "Now I'm gonna apply." Did do anything wrong? I got, uh, yeah, I got a Speaking lot of computer of savvy doing, people. Doing anything wrong? What about New England again? <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I don't get about that is, so you're f- doing a do your job kind of piece. Why would you, why would and you so you this guy goes to it. Why would you go to another game instead of the game team you're playing the week before? I suppose the guy was doing his yeah, advanced so doing his job. But if you're doing a documentary or whatever piece like that, why are you filming the other sideline? I know you need some backup. If you're doing a documentary, I would just go to a random game then that you don't play and do the documentary. I don't know. I mean, it seems weird that he's doing the documentary the same week you play him. If there's anybody else, you just blow it off, but New England get caught doing it already. You know why, why New England keeps doing this stuff? Because they go like this. little slap on the wrist. Eh, whatever. If they suspended... They did. They suspended Tom Brady for what? Greg Williams. Three games. The Saints for Bounty Gate. If they did stuff like that to Belichick or the Patriots, they took away. If they did the Joe Smith uh, deal, New England would stop doing this crap. I miss Bounty Gate. I miss that deal. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, maybe you don't call it Bounty Gate, but the game plan was brilliant just <laughs> knock the crap out of Favre every chance you can get you watch that some of those highlights oh like, they god ch- they just and he will just target. then he'll start throwing into coverage just, I mean he, calling it bounty gate was probably not very bright but the plan catchy. it was catchy the plan to just hit him good but they, what they went wrong was they put Bounty on. They were just saying, let's go cross <laughs> far for 60 minutes. Yeah. You don't and need to right. do that. They said, that here's $1,000 to give them the hardest hit. That was bad. But the game plan was brilliant. <laughs> just go knock them down and hit them. Hit if you get three personal fouls, so what? We're just going to keep hitting them. Right. And then he threw over the middle. Right. Across the body. No. Uh, $4 trillion for Garrett Cole. Who's gonna? Is it Yankees? Yankees. Yankees Four trillion. Him. They signed him. Nine years, three hundred twenty-four. Three. Well, well, thirty-six million a year for a pitcher. Well, they could eat. They, they, they could get that would amount to a hundred thousand dollars per strikeout. It's you know it work out. It'll work out for New York first. But what nine years in the ninth year when he's what thirty-five? It's a Mauer deal. It's a but they don't. They, it, they, it doesn't yeah. matter to the Yankees, and that's just money. It's it just, they have money, they have money change, coming. Baby. Yeah, pocket it's nothing. Change. But that's just driving the Twins have ah. no chance again for it, Bumgarner. It's a trickle down effect because yeah, of that. Yeah, what's Bumgarner? Now Bumgarner goes. He's, 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 he's going to play the Dodgers. Five year. He's probably one fifty now. He's going to go with the Dodgers. They say the Japanese Dodgers are going to turn their attention to him. The Japanese guy will go somewhere else, and then who was the other guy they were looking at? So. The, 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 the Kaichel will go, oh, let's go to Houston again. or You know, so it just... Twins pitching staff next year will be Michael Pineda in May. 
Maria. It's Rios or and then uh, and then yeah. o- Odo, Odo, and then two other guys from the system. They they will fail on all accounts because it, it's not their fault. I mean, well, they could have signed someone right away. I mean, but they they it's not. But they they keep say, the only way they're going to sign. They have to overpay. And they, have, that, they haven't made an they offer have. that's what, what, close to over. They the want twins, bump, it's not like they want bump. What the Twins need to do is offer a shorter year contract, but just outrageous money. Like to, Bomber wants a five year, give them a three year, $100 million deal instead of a five year, $150 million deal. That way you don't deal. sit on it for so long. It's more money for him, and he can come back in a couple of years, be a free agent again, and then, but. They all want to pitch. I mean, a lot of these guys that pitch in the NL want to stay in the NL. Well, Bob Butter wants to hit. He likes to hit Bob. I know he does. <laughs> and uh, so it's just. He's uh, going to go to the Dodgers? Most likely. I, I get. And they're going to lose the. They're going to have. The they're going to lose the Ryu or that guy, right? Correct. Yeah. Most likely. I, it's, you can be frustrated as a Twins fan. Well. But the stuff. The, I mean, this stuff, you, you just don't have. You we don't need Terry have the resources. Ryan back. You don't have the resources to. To contend with the Dodgers, with the uh, you know the Yankees and stuff, and so these big guys just go there. You know what we need? We need Terry Ryan to fall butt backwards into Johan Santana. Oh, nice. let's get him off the what is it? The Rule Five was Rule Five. Rule Five, and then rule he's a, five. oh man, he's a pretty good reliever. Next thing you know, he's a two-time song. We need that to happen. That's what the <laughs> Twins nice. need. That'd be nice. I don't think it happens now because Billy Bean. Billy Bean would uh, those kind of analytics guys would find them now. There was none of those guys back then. Now they all study every single player. You gotta, you know, you gotta. I think you gotta sometimes take some chances on a guy. If you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to pay. If you're gonna, I mean, if you if it's a sure thing, pay the money. If you think it's a sure thing, but it's hard to throw out extra money for a guy. You're like, huh. Maybe, you know. Yeah. It's a twin situation. The Yankees can do that all day long. The Dodgers can do that all this Cardinals, all seems. But the Twins can't do they. The they, Twins like I mean, I wouldn't, I, would, I, wanna, I wouldn't have no they, problem if they said, okay, we're going to throw the money out for Bob Gardner because he's, he's well, pretty good. The problem good. with the Twins is they throw money out like that and it doesn't work. They're set back. Then they're correct. But the Yankees can do it. Can and do. Go, oh, we'll just eat that. I mean, they were on the hook for... Jacoby Ellsbury all year this year. Yeah. Didn't care. Didn't matter to them. Yeah, $25 million. Whoop-de-doo. What do you do? What about somebody like, I mean, is Granky a free agent? See, that's the guy no, I would be still, afraid to give no, money still, to. Here's here's he still had years left on that when that's part of the. I saw this on Twitter. Would you go, David Price can create outrageous money in Boston. Would you go to Boston and say, we'll take him, but you got to pay some of the salary? Yeah. Would you take him? He's getting, I think, four they, years, honored and ten million. They said, they said maybe the Twins. He's been around a while, though. Twins might uh, say, "Hey, we'll take, we'll pay seventy-five million or something." I heard, like they're not saying that, but somebody be, threw that be, out there. The twins. Maybe we need to develop better. We're trying, We're trying really hard. It just doesn't seem like we develop pitchers. It's tough, man. Tough. We Are we gonna lose anybody? Who are we gonna lose? We lost Gibby. I read his th- uh, thank you piece. Most of their, their everyday lineup is back, I think, right? Everyone's back. CJ Cron is CJ gone, Cron's but gone. maybe brought him back if they can't find anything on the bottom of the heap. Uh, Scope, Scope is gone because he was on a one-year deal. It started to rise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they also let go of Jason Castro. They brought in Alex Avila. The old First, Royals catcher? Uh, Tigers. Tigers. 
Uh, my favorite, my oh. favorite thing about him saying, first story, eighty-five percent of uh, strike threes were on called uh, pitches. It's what they told us about Jason Castro that he was the greatest, Framer. the greatest framer in baseball. How many times did you see Jason Castro frame a, a third strike over the last? You game? know, we had come on our big run when we had Bly Levin and and then uh, Viola, Vi- Viola, and then we. Took Viola and turned him into what? Tappany, Tappany and Aguilera. Aguilera, Aguilera, which led to number two. Don't forget Dave. And then Black. Scott Erickson came. That was he had that run. So we need that ace to carry us one and then trade him for more. Well, well they need. What we're supposed to do with Santa Santana if they traded him for a bag of balls? Who did we get? Did we get David West in that deal? David West was that was Viola. That was Viola. Viola. Now, he was supposed to be Gomez. Be, and Viola, oh, that's right. Yeah, Gomez, Gomez Gira. Oh, David West. There was two. There was four guys. That deal and ended up being. Well, Gomez was supposed to be. He was the centerpiece. He he was going to be the center fielder for ten years. And he could have been if that he you know. He's not even baseball anymore. He isn't. He hung around there for a while though. Didn't he he have some good run? A little good run with Milwaukee. I think he was there last year, two years ago. That was his last year. Um, they need Brios to be the ace. They they just need it. Wasn't he last year? He's got yeah, but everyone. He was until July. Yeah. And that's, they need him because he's on the cheap still. <clears throat> they can afford a ace when he's when he's like that. Because in, in two years when he needs a new contract, he'll be gone. He'll get $150 million from somebody because he's got really good stuff some of the times. Well, and, and, and you know, they, they, they won't need him to be the number one guy. They'll need him to be the number three and pay him $100 million. Correct, exactly. Yeah. And I, I just uh, the twins are. I mean, you're the way things are right now. You try to win the AL Central and chip chair in a chance. That's right. that's. It's just it's a. We sad, are set up for reality. the long haul. We're not set up for the short series. No, because yeah. of the way we can hit, we're set yeah. up for the long haul. But they get into that short series, it gets difficult. It's just like you know, defense wins championship. Pitching wins championships. You can't, you can't hit your way to a title. No. They showed that last year. Unless you're Earl Weaver. <laughs> well, he has a pitch well, on that team pitching. too. Yeah, I suppose he had Palmer and Flanagan and other guys that. Who was the last just real knock dragging out hitting team that won it all? That didn't have a lot of pitching. <sighs> well, Kansas City won with relief pitching. Right. They did. But they had and, and little fast guys that could steal bases in the game. Um, Tip-off classic. What was your takeaways? Hopkins is not that there good. There were Ian Prairie, Shockby, and I think Creighton, right? All three made statements. Yeah. Like, Ian Prairie just beat Creighton the week before, though. But yeah, okay, we know. Fire Lake, Coach yeah, John. Yeah, we know Ian Prairie. We did it, all right? Jeez. Coach John Miller said they had no answer for Dobbs, Drake Dobbs. They just couldn't contain him. And Austin Andrews led him with 21, but Dobbs was... Mr. Penetration in that game, getting in the lane, causing, getting people shots. They had no answer for him. Is that because they don't have a Jones anymore? A Jones? Probably. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but they. I just don't think they have guards they can hang with Dobbs. A top top. But if, if he's getting inside, that's usually a... There's nobody. Like, there's nobody. He should be running into Dasa Garcia. Well, he's, he was get, like when I, he's getting inside and kicking out to shooters. Making these guys are making shots all around him, and then he said they only had 
probably like team wise, I think ten total assists. So they're not sharing the ball. That tells you that it's a lot of one on one with Tyree and Dawson. So they're gonna have to figure something out because they've played Eden Prairie back twice now, and it's been double digit losses both times. And you know the the, the tough part of losing that game is it's a three team section means that the semifinal game becomes a lot more difficult than the semifinal game if you're the one. Because the one you're seeing, who, Edina? Chaska. Chaska. Probably Chaska. The two and the For three. One, four. Four. The two and the three is, is Prior Lake now is in that 2-3 game against either Shakopee or Eden Prairie, depending on who wins that when they play, right. potentially. So it just makes the getting into the finals now more difficult. You want to be in that one spot in that section now. Absolutely. Because the three game is, the two, three games difficult. I mean, not to say that Edina and Chaz, at least some of these teams can play, but it's clearly, it seems like it's the three teams. Well, Prior Lake had the one spot and that home last year. They did. Who did they play in the semifinal? Shockby? Prior Lake? Prior Lake played Shockby. You've heard about Edina bloom out the semis. But Shockby and Edina were very similar last year, weren't they? They were capable of beating you, but they clearly Eden Prairie and Prior Lake were the two best teams. I think Shakopee is pretty... I think Shakopee is a, le, a legit... Shakopee's 3-0, and beating three Lake Conference teams. They opened up the Dinah. Moisetta was right. Well, Moisetta, the coach gave a little cut, uh, like, uh, asterisk. They said half the team was football players and they didn't play them. So they... I would say it was their Wyzetta JV team. Well, Wyzetta also gave, lost a 24-point lead to Lakeville North last night. So, What? Lakeville North? Are they... Are they? Uh... No, they're like 500 right so, now. But it a, shockby, a, it's a big statement win for Shockey beating Hopkins, even though I think Hopkins is... They're young. It's probably the worst team. That, they, they had a lot of seniors last year. They're young. They got... Walt, is it Kerwin? Walton? Is that, yeah, Walton. But he, he's a young kid, and then all the other starters are freshmen or sophomores, so... I thought he was—he's a senior. He's—he's he's the yeah. one, but yeah. the rest of the four are young. They're good. They'll be Division One players, but they're young. So, Shockby made—I think Shockby. Isn't Shockby three or four? They'll rank today. It's Edina, Crete, and then Shockby. New ones Eden come Perry. out today. New ones come out today. Prairie, Crete, and then Shockby is three, I think. Well, East, haven't they? Can they come out East, yet? East, East, East is out there. there. Yeah, they're—they're they're good. They're gonna come out today. Eden Prairie's gonna be one. Who's going to be two? Park Center? No? Cretan. Park Center just lost. Cretan by beating uh, Cretan. Yeah. Like will probably East fall. Eastview's pretty good. Eastview's good. We talked about them a lot last Shockerby year. could be five, right? Who would be four? Eastview? Shockerby be three or four this week. Eastview will probably be three or four. Shock Prior Lake will fall probably like six, maybe seven, if maybe behind Park Center. And then, and then probably uh, East Ridge. I don't know. Chanhassen. They got their first win last night. <laughs> Chaska handled the Burnsville theme that I thought would be better. Monday night Maybe games, not. man. Monday night Maybe games. Not. You know, Burnsville just wasn't ready to play. Maybe that. not. Maybe uh. Maybe Burnsville, maybe St. Louis Park's not as good as I thought. I know St. Louis Park had 18 wins last year. St. Louis Park graduated everybody. They're going to be really go. down. Uh, no, there's, a, there's a big uh, girls section game on Friday. Eden Prairie at Chaska. For girls basketball? Girls basketball. 
There you I go. Those are the two best teams in the section. Well, Shockley well, beat Chaz. Did Shockley get beat last night? No. They got run over by Farmington. It was 19-1 to in the first it five minutes of the game. not even close. So they didn't get beat. They and got was, the They ended up 78-32. That tells you how good Hopkins is in girls. And they the Farmington's probably the second best team in the yep. state. Yep. And Hopkins run them out of the gym oh, by 30. Hopkins, Hopkins, Hopkins going to run everybody out of the gym, though. But yeah, they, the exception of maybe Wyzetta. Oh, they'll run them out of the gym. Uh, I think they they're tall and slower. Yeah, the best player in the, in they're, the they're taller and slower than in the world. Maybe. Yeah, the best <laughs> 17, 18 year old girl in the world playing. I mean, you're gonna. I'd be surprised if Hopkins girls have a game within ten points all year long. She had her worst shooting half in one of those recent <coughs> games that break out. Still finishes with thirty points. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hit a jumper in the first half. Finishes with thirty. I'm like, come on, like she can take over a game and. They've, uh, they've got some other girls that are really, really good, too. But, yeah, I mean, Chask, I mean, Eden Prairie has looked apart since those two losses. And depth-wise, it just, they're better. There's nobody in that section that has the depth of Eden Prairie and the scoring ability of, of Eden Prairie. Uh, Chaska will give them a good run because they play good defense. But Eden Prairie's just, Chaska is, I, I'm afraid to say it, they're one score away from being in that elite group. Um, they have they have the three girls, and one of them didn't score a single point against Shakopee, and they still should have won the game. So uh, Mallory Heyer probably is the best player in the in the section, sophomore post. But uh, they, uh, I, I think they're gonna they're not gonna be able to keep up with Eden Prairie. So will it be interesting? It'll be interesting. Minnetonka, Prior Lake, Jefferson, they're all... They're all in that dog. They're all down. Chain down there. Chain Aston's down. The Dinah's still got Jacob Houston. Prior Lake needed an NBA 3 from their senior guard to beat Egan yesterday at home. So, and Egan's been awful for... Girls basketball. For the last three years. Well, there's SEC girls basketball. It's Apple Valley and Farmington. Lakeville North ranked her seven. Right. But Eastview's down. Rose, 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 Yeah, but Eastview's down. But they'll, be, they'll probably be better at the end of the season than they are now. Eastview's down, but they're still probably still pretty decent. And then Rosemont's decent. Mm-hmm. Burnsville's in the middle there. Chalkby will be up there. Chalkby. They can beat anybody, but they can lose anybody. It's a lot of. There's a lot of mediocre. Apple Valley's good again. I think so. Mm-hmm. They got a Jones sister. Tell them about cross players from two years ago as sisters. They just play basketball. Yeah, they had like three athletes there that just took over like three sports. Yeah.